we're going to become a reflection of those in some capacity. And so this is a, I think, could be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's effectively, it's really a tool that we can use to become who we want to become. The Happiness Hustle. Welcome back to The Happiness Hustle. This week, we are tackling a topic that I don't quite know how to put into words. But let's just say, let's just summarize it with, you are what you eat. Um, basically, it's this idea uh, that there's inputs and outputs, um, and we all affect each other in different ways, right? Um, we have we have impacts on other people, and other people have impacts on us. Um, and so, what should we focus on, and what is what does have an impact, and what doesn't? Those are kind of, I guess, some of the, the bigger questions that we're trying to tackle here. That was really ambiguous. So stay tuned. Um, I'm sure many of our listeners have heard the um, kind of proverb. Uh, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, that was uh, said by Jim Rohn, uh, who's a motivational speaker. And there is uh, there is some some science to back this up. It's um, it's maybe distilled down in this to five people, but really, the people that are around us affect our lives. That's kind of the simplified way of saying that and we affect the lives of the people around us as well um and uh i I think kind of the heart of this is that the people that you spend the most time with end up having a disproportionately large uh impact on your life and um the things that you think about and the things that you talk about and your behaviors um your sense of humor uh and ultimately as was found in some research um uh a large percentage of whether you will be successful in life so that's a pretty big deal i mean um surrounding your you know you could say like well i'll just surround myself with successful people um but it, i think it's a little bit more nuanced than that so that's what we're going to try to dive into. Um, as well as like attitudes. Um, is it worth having a positive attitude all the time? Is there a time for being negative um, or um, pessimistic? You know, those kinds of things. So let's start with this. Mike, would you consider yourself a positive person? No. <laughs> A very negative answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, would you consider yourself an optimist? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I have okay. high hopes. Would you consider yourself a negative person? No, I don't think so. No. So you're like ne- neutral then? I, I don't dwell in negativity. Okay. I don't necessarily even expect it. But I feel like, whereas most people would think maybe neutral is the default, I think slightly negative is the default, right? 
Like, I don't think mm-hmm. we wake up at zero. I think we wake up at or around zero, if that makes sense. You know? And I think, on average, it's not going to be more so towards the positive for absolutely no reason unless you're on drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's how, like, that's my worldview. Bam. Would you say you're very pragmatic? Mm. Gonna hit pause on the podcast while I look up what that word means. <laughs> A realist? Yes. Yes. I am a pragmatic person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you make it a goal to surround yourself with people that you want to be like? Try to, but I don't try very do? hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, for example. Are you, is it something that you, like, pay attention to? Like yeah, who, I do. I, I, spending the most time I pay enough attention so I don't fall off the deep end. Gotcha. But I don't pay enough attention, nor do I care about it to the degree where, you know, like, my garden is flourishing, so to speak. Okay. Oh. Um. He has no idea. What? What? <laughs> this is also something I haven't necessarily i i've thought about but i haven't put in a, a huge amount of effort um either but i i guess for the comparison here i would consider myself a very positive person and an optimist um it, possibly to a fault where um you know i <laughs> like continually try to find the silver lining in a situation even when it's like objectively bad <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, like so, I don't know. I I don't think I quite a- approach delusion, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like trending that direction. Trending towards um, delusion. Okay, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I think I think there's a lot of benefit to that. I think there's some like concrete benefit to positive thinking and optimism in any circumstances, uh, at least to a degree. Um, I think there's also a benefit to pragmatism and realism as well um so uh it's like my wife is more of a a realist and that helps kind of balance out our relationship and our perspectives but um i think uh one thing that i have tried to be more intentional about is like especially in our i don't want to get political on this podcast but in our more polarized political environment right now um I've say retained connections with people that don't hold the same views as me on say Facebook. So, and then I'll, I'll read when they, when they choose to post about political stuff or their views on, on certain topics um, that are maybe more polarized, I'll read what they have to say so that I, I can more understand other perspectives. And I think that's a really valuable, um, really valuable benefit to, surrounding yourself with a variety of people um there's a an example of this that i'm trying to remember the details of it was abraham lincoln's cabinet when he was the president he intentionally picked people uh for his cabinet 
to help run the country that he disagreed with. So uh, the idea being that there would be a variety of opinions in a room. It wouldn't be an echo chamber, but there would be, um, you know, kind of this, uh, it kind of forces you to come to compromises that everybody is satisfied with rather than, well, we all agree on the direction to go, so we'll just do that thing without consideration for other perspectives. So I thought that was a really cool idea. There's a there's like a book about this that I have not read. Um, that would be interesting to kind of dive into more details about how successful that was and, and how um, Lincoln thought about it. But um, anyway, that's one aspect of of this idea of who you surround yourself with that I have uh, at least to some extent put into practice. So that's been beneficial to me. Um, do you find yourself surrounded more by people that you agree with or like a mix or I don't know, some third category? I, I think it's a pretty healthy mix. I'm not sure if I try to do it purposely like Abraham Lincoln, but um, I mean, even my closest friends would definitely have areas in which like we don't necessarily see eye to eye and that's not you know due to like we don't do it on purpose just to spite each other right but i think quite naturally my friends all come from various perspectives yeah that's I, th- cool. I think on the, I think on the majority we agree on like the big things right but there's definitely a lot of things that you wouldn't anticipate two friends like disagreeing about necessarily, but um, yeah, I definitely have those people in my corner as well. Mm. Yeah, I think the, the what this butts up against is I think generally as humans we're uh, we're drawn to people that are like us, and so it's it's easy to form groups of people that, um, I mean at a at a basic level look similar, um, but also like agree on politics or or have a shared interest you know or have the same careers or things like that it's it's easy for us to group ourselves together based on similarities um and so i think it does take some level of intentionality to say actually i'm going to pull from these other these other groups and surround myself with a mix of people um to get that uh those different perspectives so I don't think what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's a natural thing, but it is a beneficial thing. Um, so there is uh, <clears throat> um, this idea of well, going back to kind of the broader the broader idea uh, that I said, you are what you eat. I guess what I mean by that is not in the food sense, um, <clears throat> although there's maybe something to that as well. But more the fact that, like, um, we're taking things in, we're always taking things in as inputs and forming some kind of outputs, um, which then become inputs for other people. And so who you're surrounding yourself with, essentially, are those inputs. And uh, and they're going to mold and shape us um, if we're, quote-unquote, eating <laughs> those inputs. We're going to become a reflection of those in some capacity. And so this is a, I think, could be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's effectively, it's really a tool that we can use 
to become who we want to become. So say I want to become a better leader, um, whatever that looks like, uh, uh, whatever traits I'm looking for in that, I would uh, seek out people who are in leadership positions already and spend time with those people um, so that I can begin thinking the way that they think and behaving the way that they behave, especially if I can, if I can spend time with them while they're exercising those leadership um, skills. So um, anyway, that's kind of like, I guess, tying it back into that title, what, uh, what I mean by that. Um, so uh, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that, the inputs and outputs and um, eating them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of different types of consumption, right? So, you know, putting a, uh, like a Philly cheesesteak into a bag and then putting that bag next to someone, you still can, you know, interact with that smell of that thing without actually having to touch it, you know? So I guess going back into the more people example, hmm. I um I, I strongly believe that like I guess you could think of it as noise, right? Like if I had to flip on a television show and I had to just listen to it on repeat for however many days or whatever, you know, or how however long it's in my life, then I would want something of better quality, someone of better quality, right? So that maybe like a negative like a particularly negative person you know, wouldn't be able to hear them or like I choose to mute them. In place of like someone better, you know, mm. yeah. That's how I kind of that's how I kind of see it. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's that's interesting perspective. Um, I feel like almost looking at like uh, like concentric circles, um, where you could you could have like a core group that you spend the most time with, and this these are the people that you actually want to be like. And then outside of that, at varying levels, you could have you could still surround yourself with people and be exposed to opinions and things that you disagree with. And maybe you'll maybe you know that you're always going to disagree with that, or you don't want to be like those people, but you still want insight into how they're thinking and why they're behaving the way they are. Um, so your goal is not to emulate them, but to understand, and so you keep them somewhat close. I I like that. That's a that's a good perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, thought we should also touch on uh, the law of attraction, oh, uh, which is <laughs> this idea that um, simply positive thoughts say it result in positive experiences. That's not what it is. No. No. Oh, what? How would you describe it? Remember the vibrations, the wheeling. Remember that. Okay. Okay. This is what Wikipedia says. The belief is based on the idea that people and and their thoughts are made from quote pure energy, and that like energy can attract energy, thereby uh, allowing people to improve their health, wealth, or personal relationships. There is no empirical scientific evidence supporting the law of attraction and it is widely considered to be pseudoscience so it's taking it to (laughs) 
is taking it to a level um, that doesn't actually have any any scientific um, backing to it. But that said, there are uh, uh, there are concrete benefits to positive thinking, um, positivity, and optimism. I mean, we see this like in in medicine, where the mindset of someone can affect how long it takes them to heal or whether or not they recover from an injury or something like that. So there is actually an aspect to this that's true, but in terms of the law of attraction and the idea of um, pure energy and and thoughts interacting, um, that has yet to be demonstrated (laughs) Uh, scientifically. So uh, I guess my takeaway here is that um, positive thinking is beneficial, but it doesn't directly correlate to positive experiences or um, attracting positive things into your life, but it may allow you to operate in a mindset that is more conducive to success. Does that distinction make sense? It does. Like, bad things could still happen along the way, but your mindset would allow you to recover from those and continue on a path to success. Right, you're not healing everything, just what you can, and what makes sense in this case. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Positive thinking. Optimism. I'm, uh... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm kind of like a... chronic optimist. Um... I think that's allowed me to persevere when many other people would have given up. I mean, we've even talked about this, like, uh, with my job, um, being at the same company for so long and being able to be kind of on like playing, playing the long game, you know, of waiting for opportunities and waiting for raises and promotions and things like that. I feel like my, uh, my optimism has allowed me to ride things out much longer. And that's, I think, maybe the biggest benefit that I've seen. Um, it's, it's kind of that longevity, being able to play the long game in my own life. Um, so uh, I think, at least in my experience, that's at least one big reason to do it because um, a lot of a lot of the opportunities that could lead to success will end up taking a long time and taking a lot of perseverance even this um this company that we started on the side coming up on two years ago now um it's not making any money yet um and that's been discouraging at times but uh being able to continually think like well you know i still believe that we have a good product and that we can get to a point of profitability um, and I've, you know, um, my co-founder and I, we've both structured it in a way that we can, um, kind of continue running this in a sustainable way for a long period of time in order to reach that rather than feeling rushed to reach, uh, profitability or at least generating revenue in a short period of time because we've got, you know, investors waiting on results or something like that. So 
I've seen um, seen some of those benefits of, of optimism play out in my own life, and I'm hoping it plays off with this side business as well. That we'll eventually hit some level of success with that. Oh, I've got and, my fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you have any any naysaying to do on positivity or optimism? Ah, man, I'll tell you what I told, what I said earlier, and what I tell people that seem far too happy. I can't say it. <laughs> um, but it's something <laughs> along the lines of, like, what are you... No, okay, <laughs> people are going to start filling the blanks with all sorts of terrible things. I just think, like, I've seen plenty of people that, like, tried really hard to be, like, overly positive. And then I've seen people who are, like, naturally positive, right? Simply mm. positivity for positivity's sake doesn't really do anything, right? So I think you should treat positivity or compliments like pretty much anything else, like a challenge. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know, that's, that's what I think, right? Like, with, with all these, like, proverbs and stuff, it's just... I feel like I could still choose the right thing, do the right thing, or whatever, at the end of the day, if I knew more going in you know to, mm. to any sort of like life scenario right like positivity for me has never been the excuse the reason of why you know we lost versus they won or something you know or like i lost out in this situation and nobody you know it, again it's all about just having that right thought and then moving forward with it you know and that thought itself doesn't have to be overly positive or overly negative. It just has to exist, and then you have to give it some time to blossom, so to speak. Right? And all that sounds really weird. I know I'm talking about, like, thoughts and intentions and stuff like that, but just overly positive people have always irked me. Ben doesn't irk me, because he's a naturally positive person, and he doesn't brag about it. Like, it's like the positive people who try so hard to be positive, and then go out of your way, go out of their way, to sell you positivity, and then it all just feels like throw up, and then you know, huh, um, interesting. Okay, yeah. So, so for me, when I see that, I see that as like a major weakness, almost. You know, like when I think when an overly positive person bumps into a problem the first time, right? Yeah, there might be some choice occasions of like, oh no, like how are we gonna how are we gonna overcome this? You know, together or whatever. And then, I think you usually do, right? You usually overcome it one way or another, and you look back and you get to see yourself struggling and learning and going with the flow. Um, yeah, just since I was a kid, I've, I've never really believed in this whole sort of like one-size-fits-all you know, situation going on with your face. Um, like, oh my God, just, I gotta stay happy. I gotta be happy. I don't, I don't think it's ever made that mm. big of a difference, at least to me. Um, but, you know, just after well, so that's an actually. interesting distinction. Um, I would distinguish positivity from happiness. I think it's possible to be sad and positive. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I, I think, see what you mean. Yeah, I th I think the way I well here we go. How about this? I would say positivity is a mindset, 
sadness and happiness are emotions. So you could feel either of those emotions, but keep the same mindset. Okay, very true. Yeah. I agree. So that's how, so maybe what you're seeing is people who try to be happy when they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying either they're one. Like they're, yeah, either one. Like if they can, if you confuse happiness and positivity, then that can leave it, that can put you in an awkward position where you're like trying to be happy, even though like the circumstances <clears throat> really should dictate that you're sad <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it's okay to be sad. Right. Um, cause I could see that that would be pretty weird <laughs> and not healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's a, that's an important distinction to make. Um, yeah. Good, good catch, good emotions. Catch. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I'm lumping positivity and optimism in together. I think maybe there is some distinction, but I see them both as, as a mindset. Um, so, hmm. yeah. Well, Ben, thanks mm. for sharing. Because yeah, I've I've experienced sadness and optimism at the same time. Oh, okay. Myself, so speaking from experience, and I think that's a much healthier combination than like trying to force yourself to experience a different emotion mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. circumstances. So, yeah. Um, Mike, do you have anything more to say about being what you eat? Uh no, I think I'll just re-express the sentiment that like I don't think you need to be one way or another. Just be you, you know. And some people are gonna be mm-hmm. annoying and be like, "Oh well, I'm just naturally positive." Um, well then, you do you, right? Because as long as it works, mm-hmm. it means something's working in the universe, right? So steady as she goes, and uh, yeah, <laughs> see you guys next time. Well, yeah, I hope. I guess I hope this may be helpful in putting some parameters around how you become who you want to be. That's what we're all about on the happiness hustle. Um, becoming who you want to be. So I think uh, positivity and optimism are some tools that you can use to do that as well as finding people to surround yourself with that mm-hmm. will beneficially influence your own thinking and behavior. So. Let us know your thoughts, uh, listeners. We'd love to hear how you think about um, these mindsets and uh, whether or not you have put into practice surrounding yourself with with people that are like who you want to be. Um, and if that's worked out for you or if it hasn't, we'd love to hear all of that. So get in touch with us on Instagram at Happiness Hustle Podcast. And you can also leave us a voice message on our website, happinesshustle.studio. We will listen to those and feature them on the podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, well, I'm just naturally positive. <laughs>